0: Hello and welcome to the Big Apple School podcast, the weekly English show where we speak about everything under the sun. The major goal of this show is to help you improve your English and of course, learn something new. My name is Kasia, I'm your host and today with me, Benjamin and...
1: Eugene, hi there, what's up?
0: (laughs) Guys, after our previous episode, which was our 100th episode, by the way, we got so much feedback from you and that was so, so, so cool. So we'll be happy to hear even more from you. So subscribe to our pages on any platform where you listen to our podcast, be that Apple, SoundCloud, Yandex, Google anything and let us know what you think about our show rate and review our podcast give us stars leave comments ask questions and feel free to send your ideas about our next episode so what do you want us to talk about what do you want to listen to let us know so and now we have a special guest so eugene this is your first time here at the podcast so why don't you tell us something about yourself so who are you
1: uh, I'm. I've been teaching English for the Big Apple for about five years now. Well, I'm really pleased to be here.
0: So, can you tell us a little bit about who you are? I mean, what do you like doing? What are your interests?
1: Well, I like doing various things in my free time, but probably my major interest is English, of
0: course. Of course, it's your life, your passion, your job.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: But okay, guys, I actually know that Eugene is way more than just English. It's a person of various interests. He's just a little bit humble right now. (laughs) All right. Well, Eugene, Ben, are you ready to talk about some news?
2: Let's go for it.
0: Let's do that. So can you tell me, how do you keep up with the news? Well, it How- depends
2: what you mean by news. So for instance, I always check the weather forecast every day. I love looking at the Novus abyss weather forecast because there's always something surprising. Um, traffic reports if you're driving. I mean, it depends what depends what's necessary for your life. Because sometimes you don't need to read about this terrorist act here and, and this tragedy there. I mean, it depends what you want to achieve. So
0: that's a good way to look at it. To be honest, I've never thought of news as, you know, weather reports and all the other types of information.
1: Well, it o- often happens to me as well. For instance, on my way to work, I'll take a look at both the weather and political forecast on social media and networking apps just out of curiosity.
0: So in what kind of news do you actually read then? So Ben, you say that it's weather forecast, for example, but you Try not to keep up with the international news. Then? I used I mean- to.
2: I used to keep up with international news on a twenty four seven basis, and it's completely exhausted me. It's just it completely. Why would you do that? It's well because it I, it's like a video game almost. It was, all, it, was just, it was like an addiction. Addiction, and, and now I'm sober, and. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Now you should have said something like, you know, it's been 1,123 days that exactly. I haven't
2: had the
0: news. So, but what yeah. about now then? So what kind of news do you...
2: Well, I like to occasionally read ngs.ru so NGS, um, to keep up with the local news. And I watch a few things on YouTube. But mm-hmm. to be honest, I try to stay away from the news as much as possible. I look at currency, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the currency exchange rates. I look at the weather look at local news but I try to stay away from international news because you only live one life or maybe you live more than one life if you believe something else but you don't want to stuff your life filled with unnecessary information Mm -hmm. or drive you
1: nuts Mm
0: -hmm. Eugene what about you what What kind of news
1: personally I'm not looking for any specific kind of news and just uh, to know what's happening around the world and seems to be something rooted in our human uh, nature isn't it
0: Mm mm-hmm
1: Well, every morning while having breakfast and enjoying my cup of coffee, I'm browsing through various TV channels to get recent updates on just what's going on out there.
0: Mm -hmm. So for you, it's TV then. So you find out the news from the TV. Yeah,
1: the news just uh, comes into my eyes.
0: Yeah. So, Ben, what about you then? So, is it TV for for you, or?
2: Well, sometimes I I turn on the TV, watch Izvestia, Tovcheguru, just to see what's going on around mm-hmm. there. Um, but I mainly watch the news in Russian to to learn Russian. I don't really pay too much attention to the news whereas i used to pay a lot of attention to Mm -hmm, it mm
0: -hmm. and
2: yeah like i said it drove me crazy so
0: you know to be honest i think um i used to you know read the news every single day to check out what is happening and then also i have um a lot of people who make sure to you know tell about the news in their countries you know to raise awareness about what is happening because very often you know sudden events are not uh Basically, I'm not covered in, let's say, Russia or in the US, you know, things that are happening in different countries like France or Tunisia or, I do not know, Morocco. But as you said, it's kind of exhausting at times. So later, I switched to only reading, let's say, news about, uh, let's say, Russia, just to know what is happening, especially while I was away. And yeah, but now I only occasionally check out what is happening. I do not know whether it's good or bad you know, if that's okay, not to see and not to know what is happening sometimes. But every, I think every two days, every three days, I check um, one of the websites or some of the uh, communities and groups on VK, the ones I trust at least, and see what is happening. And last year, to be honest, I used to, oh my God, I was like a lunatic checking the amount of people, you know, who got diagnosed with COVID every single day, you know. In Russia, in the world, in the US, in my state. God. And I think that it kind of made me, you know, obsessed with it and it just makes you, you know, anxious.
2: It just it ma- does. It just, this, yeah, God. This, I mean, yeah. Cause, I mean, obviously, you want to be aware of what's going on around you, but at the same time, you don't want to live in a state of adrenal exhaustion, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. It's like, you know, the question of, you know, keeping up with the news and, you know, self care. So, because my anxiety at that time just went through the roof. It skyrocketed. Yeah. Uh,
1: In fact, I always get up with information about the COVID situation. It makes you feel so gloomy, I would say. I
0: know. I know. But we still keep doing that at the same time, even though it's like, you know.
1: It's addictive.
2: That's that's why. I mean, uh, fear is addictive. It's...
0: Yeah, that's yeah. that's true. We're actually going to talk about this aspect of news a little bit later. But let's, uh, for a second, uh, talk about the channels then. So TV, and for you it's mostly internet?
2: Mostly internet, yeah. And
0: sometimes TV. Well, I don't have a TV at all, so for me it's purely internet. But then when we say internet, and when we say TV... It's a little bit, you know, general. So what kind of channels do you prefer? And if it's internet, what kind of sources on the internet do you do you use to check out the news?
2: Well, to be honest, I, I just look at an amalgamate. I look at various different sources mm. from left-wing to right-wing news. I, I, I read everything.
0: Have you ever noticed how the same event, the same um, situation is covered so differently depending by what source that is? Yeah. It was so obvious um, during the election time in November, you know, depending on the state and the newspaper, they would tell the story, you know, in an absolutely different way. The same story, but the emotions you had were absolutely different. Fascinating. The power of journalism, I'd say. Yeah. So, Eugene, what about you? What kind of channels, if it's TV... Do you use
1: Uh, every now and again? I switch on uh, CNN International and BBC Mm -hmm. News just to maintain my level of English. But uh, when the news rotates every thirty minutes, they have the same thing, and Mm. I really get bored and I switch it off.
0: Wait, CNN—they kind of like it's only news, only so it's like twenty-four-seven. Yeah, I could not imagine you know just having this on. Well, the
1: the news is. uh, in the background while I'm doing something at home regular things Mm. household things and just listening to the news helps me be updated
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do you ever listen to news podcasts because there are some podcasts you know where they talk about news they give their own you know opinion about that
2: yeah I listen to this guy called Tim Pool he's a very big um, podcaster in the US he used to work for Vice but he had a problem with Vice News and now he makes his own podcast. And I, I quite like his views because he he used to be very much on the left, but now he's, I wouldn't say he's on the right, but he's...
0: Leaning he, towards he, the He's hunt.
2: leaning towards the right, but he also, he's not like an, a nasty person or anything. So he like mixes both viewpoints and I quite like his podcast. So Tim Paul... Well, be
0: careful with worse, like he's not a nasty person just because he's leaning towards the yeah. right. Yeah. Be careful, Ben. Yeah. So, all right. And what about, um, you know, the way people find out information and find out the news? Depending on the generation, do you think there's any difference on how people of different generations keep up with the news? Well,
1: no doubt, different age prefer, um, age groups prefer different ways of getting information today. Uh, take uh, the so-called Generation Z, or simply Gen Z.
0: Zoomers. Well-
1: yeah, they're colloquially known as Zoomers. That's right, the group of people who were born um, between the nineties and two thousands.
0: Uh, and they are regarded. M- no, they're not. No, they're not. Those yeah. were Boomers. Well,
2: they were Millennials. Then why?
0: All Millennials. I'm Zoomers are the ones. So. I'm sorry, we just had a podcast and the episode on generations. Zoomers are the ones who were born after two thousand three, so they're currently seventeen. They're in their teens.
1: Well, anyway, uh, generations. That is one of the first uh, cohorts to have internet technology readily available at a young age. At a young
0: one, yeah, Gen Z is like that. That's why I believe Zoomers are using not just the internet, but they tend to, well, in my opinion, from what I've seen, Zoomers mostly use things like Twitter or Instagram, not even like, you know, websites of BBC News or CNN, but they're so into the social media finding out the news.
1: Well, as their first generation of digital natives, they are not only used to the availability of information, but also the immediacy of information. Mm-hmm. As one of them said, "I can simultaneously create a document, edit it, post a photo on Instagram, and talk to the f- talk on the phone, and all from the user-friendly interface of my phone," which probably means generation that takes the information instantaneously.
0: Yeah, I think but, I think that's. But that's unfortunately,
1: uh, they lose interest uh, as just as fast.
0: Yeah, we've we've briefly, um, not even briefly, but we talked about it on, again in our episode on generations. So, if those who do not know much about Gen Z or Gen Y or other generations, make sure to check this out. Yeah, but what about other generations? So, Gen Z—they want to know everything right now, as fast as possible. What about? The others, so millennials, which are Ben and I, yeah. I believe.
2: So I'm 92. So I mean, I, it's, it's kind. Of, we pretty much are the same as Gen Zs, I guess. We're not too dissimilar from them.
0: And what about generations of our parents, of our grandparents? Maybe how do they find out the news?
2: They still read newspapers, I guess. I think okay. so too. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: They prefer that old style paper press.
2: I mean, I, I like newspapers too, but they, I don't want to waste my money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you think actually I would like to ask uh, Ben about it so because well and then we can compare with Russia so do people actually read newspapers widely in in the UK and in the US
2: well on the tube on the underground in London there's this magazine well not magazine this newspaper called The Metro mm-hmm. and that's a just a general newspaper which people read it's, it's free of charge mm-hmm. there's this other newspaper called The Evening Standard which people read widely as well throughout london that's also free of charge you see it at every underground station
1: every quite a few bus stops have it as well
2: mm-hmm.
1: so haven't you seen the metro issues here in novosibirsk underground oh well, so there's a metro equivalent
2: in novosibirsk yeah, exactly. and it's actually it's, called metro yeah. i think oh cool well it what color what color is the logo green, green.
0: yeah it's oh, like it's green. white green. title yeah. on green I yeah so
2: our one in london is white and blue
0: white and blue so, it's white and green here I was once on that newspaper metro
2: <laughs> Oh, well what, what were you doing on the newspaper I
0: got I got you know a message from a journalist and it was the year that I graduated from university and she's like we're making an issue about young teachers so do you mind if we ask you a few questions I'm like go for it and that was my first year working as a teacher at a really secondary school and
1: thrilled excited yeah. it kind was weird of celebrity <laughs>
0: But, you know, um, it was actually fun because uh, the kids just ran into me and, sl- and they were like, oh, we have seen you, we have seen you in a newspaper. I'm like, that's so cool. How did you find out? They're like, oh, our grandma takes this, you know, to cut to the litter box for the cat. And we saw you there. I'm like,
2: "The litter box. wow. <laughs> so you were going to be using... <laughs> the peak of my
0: career. <laughs> just the beginning. So, but yeah. But do you really, do people really read that in Russia, Eugene? I do Because I don't believe they do.
1: I can't imagine someone's reading a real paper newspaper nowadays.
0: Yeah, to be honest, like in Russia, I don't think we do that. I don't think I've seen like a newspaper, not a magazine, but a newspaper being sold widely. So it's changing. But in the UK, people still do. So, okay. I sometimes see people in the US, you know, reading newspapers. I remember once uh, seeing such a gentleman you know it was an old man in his 70s maybe looking just fantastic you know in a coat and just you know reading the newspaper on a subway i i took a picture because he was just looking so great
2: from another generation from another yes era.
0: it's like from yes from a different time yeah <laughs> so and um what about tv then do you think that a lot of people watch tv
2: to get the news well tv is almost dying out in a way most people just go online i mean what about you, eugene
1: do you watch much well, i'm TV? not quite sure uh, i mean obviously uh, you said cnn uh, but having meals and watching tv is probably that's what we always do nowadays but do you watch um, take- cnn
2: via the internet so you stream it on the internet
1: so you, you go on cnn.com and stream the video? No, I'm I'm a subscriber to one of the TV providers there, here. Oh, oh okay, yeah. okay. So
0: you have it actually like on the TV, yeah, not a, the
1: real time CNN mm-hmm. news and world news. Yeah. So do you have like a satellite dish outside your? No, it comes through IPTV. Oh, okay.
0: That's fancy.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You don't have to do anything special for that. I mean, just turn it on and do regular things.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Even you can just prepare for your lessons.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's okay. Because I believe if I had some news on, you know, while preparing for the lessons, I would get easily distracted and pay attention to either the lessons or the news. That's just me. I can't concentrate. Well, I on it. feel
1: more comfortable doing some kind of work and mm-hmm. work, and at the same time listening to something
0: in the mm-hmm. background. Mm-hmm. So and so we have um TV and that implies a lot of channels like CNN, BBC, a, a lot of Russian channels like Channel 1, uh, Russia Channel, there are there is Russia Today. We have internet which is even a vaster source so we have numerous websites so then we have twitter instagram so many profiles there so and how to find a reliable news source in all this ocean of sources
2: well first you have to ask what information are you trying to seek Mm -hmm. so
0: can you elaborate (laughs) on that
2: so i mean let's say the weather forecast you're never going to get a hundred percent accurate weather forecast so the weather can't exactly be described as fake news (laughs) (laughs) yeah it completely depends what you are trying to achieve so if you want to learn about a certain event that's taking place i mean you can never actually be sure about any source i mean Mm -hmm. for instance if you go back to the iraq war everyone was being told that saddam hussein had weapons of mass destruction and The British government, the American government said this is verified
1: information Mm
2: -hmm. and it turned out to be false information.
1: I even remember the newspapers where there were photographs published, satellite images published of their military bases. and They all said that um, they were really threatening to the world.
2: Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm not
1: in any way condoning Saddam Hussein mm-hmm. Well, today, anything. I, th- but I would say that today finding reliable sources of information could be really challenging. But mm-hmm. personally, I'd like to point out uh, some major characteristics or uh, if you want key elements of reputable publishers. Oh, please do. First, uh, First of all, they create accurate content, check facts, and if errors are made, they correct them. You can easily. Yeah,
0: oh yeah. Out. so um. Oh damn, we. I remember mentioning it in one of the episodes. Somebody did oh,
1: conspiracy podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It was about conspiracy yeah. theories that uh, there are. Well, let's say companies and same goes with channel um, channels and uh, news sources that if they make a mistake, a reliable one, usually they admit it. They, um, you know, they kind of, well, don't give excuses but at least, you know, they explain the situation they say they're sorry if that affected any anyone anyhow so, yeah, okay. Well,
1: another thing that is worth pointing out is probably that they use reputable sources, like people and documentation and they verify those sources.
0: That's then a good surely point.
1: The, surely the
2: British and the American intelligence services would be considered as reputable sources and they get the information wrong themselves
0: you know we can get into a a philosophical question like like, what is true information then but yeah well of course we can never be 100% sure that whatever we are reading is 100% true no matter if the sources are verified if we believe this is an unbiased channel or an unbiased source but yeah
1: one more thing uh, which is also important i think that they present uh, headlines with accurately represent uh, present represented the article content headlines and then probably they don't play on um readers emotions
0: i i would love to talk about that to be honest cuz yeah i i think well It's my personal strategy, maybe. But every time I see these, you know, sensationalist headlines, I'm like, oh, there's something like they have a purpose here then. So how can I trust a source which clearly has the purpose of make somebody, you know, feel something? And I feel like this is applicable to fake news and like, well, you know, reliable sources as well, that if you read an article and it, you know, it might be true, but if you feel some strong emotions, then... Then you have to question this source. So, like, why do they do it? They have some kind of a purpose. This is because every single source can present information in such a way that you don't feel anything. They just present the information. But if they, you know, if a piece of news is written in such a way that it may, it's, you know, it's made to make you feel something anger, happiness. Then there's tr- something they, behind mean it. they
1: trigger strong emotions? They
0: do, they do. But so, one
1: more thing uh, which is also important, I think, is they produce their own content. They don't just merely aggregate content from other sources.
0: But what uh, do you mean by produce their own content?
1: So they um, don't just uh, repost messages and just uh, take big chunks of information from other sources and mm-hmm. publish on their... Um, Media. Mm-hmm. So well, so you're talking about, I mean, their instance, own contents. do you know the Associated Press, the
2: AP? So nope. they, they just amalgamates, they collect all different types of news sources, and yeah, it's just it's kind of like a notice board of all the different news sources.
0: I feel like that would, you know, that sounds very chaotic.
2: It is chaotic. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's also this. Oh God, what's the name of it? Damn it, my student told me about that like a week ago. There's this um website where every single piece of news is very caricatured. You know, it's super ironic, satiric, and it's the purpose of it. So it's not real news.
2: Is this the private eye?
0: No, it's something different, but I'm pretty sure there are so There's several, this famous you know-
2: British magazine called The Private Eye, which just makes a joke out of everything in the news it's really so and funny.
0: you and you know that it's not you know
2: no, no it's all it's all a joke it's fun look it up it's called the private eye it's a funny
0: damn yeah. there was some other some other source that my student mentioned damn it i'm gonna i'm gonna ask uh, i'm gonna ask her what what the website is and anyhow um and the thing is that some people before they check what the source is and what the website is they start believing the stuff that they write about. So which I guess hmm, we can make a rule for the readers and for the listeners of the podcast. Always make sure to check the source, you know, because sometimes you might click on the link, you know, read some piece of news that makes you super angry and then you believe it without checking it. So that actually brings the topic of uh, fake news then. So well, there's one thing between reliable, and unreliable sources. Well, fake
1: news is actually nothing new. Uh, those uh, bogus stories can reach more people more quickly via social media than good old-fashioned viral emails mm-hmm. could accomplish in years past. Mm-hmm. And, for instance, uh, studies show that many people cannot tell where. Uh, What news is fake and what news is real? This can create confusion and misunderstanding about important social and political issues.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, uh, I see the dangers um, of fake news uh, as follows. Like, fake news can affect your grades. For instance, professors require that you use quality sources of information for your research assignments and papers. But if you use sources that have false or misleading information, you may get a lower grade.
0: Yeah, well, I guess, uh, you know, you're supposed to have some trustworthy sources and then most students just go to Wikipedia (laughs) And just, you know, take it from there.
1: And one more practical thing. there are Fake news can be harmful to your health. I mean, physically. Yeah. health. Well, let's let's yeah. talk
0: about it. So yeah. can you elaborate on that? So how can that be harmful?
2: Well, like we, what we were talking about, the coronavirus. Mm. It just makes you anxious. And it's just, at the end of the day, anxiety, cortisol, can which I- is the, um, what is it? The chemical in your body, which is released when... It is
0: cortisol. Yeah, the hormone know, of stress. But... Yeah. It's way more than that now, because I do not know if you remember, but uh, last year when the pandemic just started, there were so uh, many sources claiming, you know, and uh, blogs claiming that you can prevent the COVID, you know, getting the COVID by drinking certain chemicals. And BBC say that last year, just within the first like three months, 800 people died because they uh you know drank the uh methanol or alcohol-based drink uh, no cleaning products can you imagine that 800 people died just because of fake news like well, and it's just to,
2: to be honest like I, I don't think they saw the news and drank a what is it bleach and whatever it was i don't think i think it was bleach that I think. In, I mean, was, if, you, was, if you just drink bleach because of, you saw it on a newspaper, then.
1: Sounds so stupid.
2: Yeah, you're gonna. You're, I mean, you're, you're not exactly gonna
0: it's <laughs> survive like, <laughs> in this world. <laughs> but it, it was not. But, yeah, I, I remember, like, I yeah. think it started with bleach and then people just went on crazy, like, you know, drinking things. It's like, uh, damn. I it. mean,
2: to be honest, there's always gonna be idiots in this world. Do, do you remember the Tide Pod challenge?
0: Oh yeah, I was going to mention it <laughs> with a with a yeah with a detergent. Oh god, it's every a... single time I use the Tide pods now, I think how can somebody actually?
2: You see, do you know what this Tide pod challenge was? Not so do you know watching, the but... the washing detergent was yeah. not this, yeah the washing yeah uh, it was the yeah, the, yeah, the it washing the pods detergent. which you put in the washing machine? There was this what would you call it? A,
0: a challenge. I think they called it a challenge. Yeah, a
2: movement on. Online somewhere. And what, were they
1: suppo- what were they supposed to do?
2: Eat the tide
1: pods. Swallow oh, the <laughs> pods. So, as we can say, there are, there are many <laughs> fake and misleading news yeah. services related to medical treatments and major diseases like cancer and diabetes.
0: Oh yeah, with with yeah with diabetes, I'm not so sure. Well, just because you know it's a wider um, research disease, but with cancer, yeah, people are ready to believe whatever if they can't get the treatment. It's true.
1: So to sum up on this medical issue, we can say that trust in these false stories could lead to make decisions that may be harmful to your health.
0: I have I have something else to add on the medical side of it. The thing is that sometimes you can clearly see that this is a fake, you know, fake source, that it is fake news if you pay attention. But I have an example and that's my own example. So um during I think it was in the summer. Um, There was this page that was going uh, around the internet, which was, it had the stamp, the official stamp and the seal of uh, some kind of medical institution. It was the instructions on how to treat COVID. And apparently someone got it from the uh, doctors who... um, Somebody called an ambulance, so the doctors gave these instructions on how to get through COVID. And it was so, well, not viral, but it was everywhere. So, and when I got COVID... And I didn't have a visit because nobody actually came to see me. Thank you, healthcare system, which we talked about. Uh, well, but yeah. And what was that for me to do? I used this pic from the internet. I used. I followed the instructions. Some of them. Um, I didn't get the antibiotic antibiotics as was <clears throat> suggested in in the um, in the picture. So, and only you know because it looked. Valid. I thought, well, you know, might be that's true. Only then, um, I think it was two months after I recovered, I saw several articles which were uh, interviews with the doctors who said like most of that was not true. We do not know where people got it. But then some other people said like, yeah, we followed it. We got, well, I'm one of those people. But I think, Jesus, I followed these instructions without checking the source. But also at the same time, there were so many Conflicting, um well, theories, conflicting information about it. So, yeah, I fell, I fell prey, victim to some of the fake news that looked pretty much real. I gotta say.
1: So you got out of that.
0: Well, luckily, yeah. I did.
1: It's wonderful.
0: So, yeah, medical lower grades. What other?
1: One more s- interesting thing to note is different studies found that uh, those. Well, what I what I'm trying to say is that fake news um, make it harder for people to see the truth. And yep. for instance, um, people may have different political ideas, and fake news uh, pa- fake, fake news panic may actually be accelerating the process of polarization and could even cut our social relationship.
0: Well, thus we have more hatred. We have, uh, yeah, well. I think we've seen that in 2020 a lot.
2: To be honest, I think this hatred's always been there. It's just it's been exas. It's just been the light's been shone on it by. It's um, always been there, but
0: I feel like these fake news on the internet they kind of exasperate and amplify it. You know, because it's very easy to make people feel stronger emotions with the right words. Who was it who said that the word is mightier than the sword? Oh, was it like... Oh,
2: the pen is mightier than... The, fa- the pen yeah, the is fa- mightier yeah, yeah. than the sword. Yeah, not yeah. a word. But I think it... Yeah, I can't remember who... It's a famous expression. I can't remember who coined it.
0: Yeah, so I think this is an example right now. Yep. So, okay. Any other um, effects, negative effects of fake news that we can think of?
2: Well, what was... I'm just interested. What was... The, how was the Ebola crisis? Um, how was it covered in Russia? Or the bird flu crisis? Was that a big event here in Russia cuz it was
1: a huge event in England or in the UK.
0: Huge? Well, what I remember
1: is all the news covered uh the events there in the West, I mean from Britain. I didn't I don't think uh, we
0: Yeah, we didn't have any kind of we, uh, panic, panic, panic or, or anything close, like that. Closing, there was like a
1: minor panic in, in
2: the UK. So when it came when it came to bird flu, people were stocking up on this drug called Tamiflu, which is I don't know what to call it. Maybe it's an anti, yeah, an antidote maybe mm-hmm. to to the. But I, I don't know what the correct term is. But I think people we're stocking like, up on this drug. And
0: oh yeah. no, I think in Russia we just like you know, watch the news about what was happening out there in the world. But well, I didn't feel any kind of effect of Me it neither. At least, well, no, I don't think any, there was any kind of a fuss about it here. So, not about the swine flu. The bird flu, nothing like that. And I think Ebola, too. Like, yeah, Russia was like, yeah, okay, that's happening somewhere else, not here.
2: Yeah. I mean the the bird flu, the swine flu, but they were all just like little precursors mm. to the coronavirus. And the coronavirus is the the mother of all. It's <laughs> like the mothership is the...
0: Yeah. So and um maybe you have noticed um especially in 2020 you know when the whole world was online and because of the um lockdown we've spent way more time online than we would usually do so have you noticed how some people um shared and reposted you know things on facebook on instagram so what do you think about it about sharing all these news posts
2: well I guess you might as well just be another agent for a certain news channel. If you're doing mm-hmm. that, maybe. I mean, I, I don't. I, I actually, I'm not on Facebook. To be honest, I'm on Instagram.
1: But
0: Instagram team. Yeah, Instagram.
1: High five. <laughs> <Was> <laughs> you, are you talking about uh, cross-posting?
0: Well, yeah, when you share somebody mm, else's post, yeah, on your newsfeed. It seems
1: to be deep in our nature to share the information with others, but also to share strong feelings and emotions with the others. And social media allow us to do that.
0: And sometimes it can, I think it sometimes can be dangerous. Like if we think about 2020, for example, and for quite a while people just posted... um, do you remember a lot of people posted this black square? the oh, hashtag God, yeah, yeah. Black Lives Matter. But the thing is that they were only taking, you know, kind of attention from the important things. I mean, this square did not help anyhow. You want to help? Post, you know, uh, ways that people can become allies. Post information about how to donate to black-owned businesses, for example. But this black square does not show anything you want to you want to show you're an ally do that somehow else so yeah i think this is just
2: well what what we saw in 2020 were riots all over america it was crazy and and people just jumped to conclusions and they acted upon information which barely exists people just assumed that
0: exactly
2: of course there are some racist individuals as there are anyway Mm -hmm. but no one watched the footage of what happened to George Floyd. No one fully listened to all the evidence. They just assumed the police officer was racist and
0: and, and it was a yeah. huge So people because it was, you know, viral news. Yeah. So people just yeah, believed it. They just jumped, dived straight it was, into it. It's
2: crazy. And and yeah, it's just yeah. Instant gratification. So, Almost. do you
0: think then that uh, there should be maybe more censorship as to what makes it to the media?
2: It's a really good question. I mean, I'm naturally, my stance is democracy, freedom of information, but maybe, we should have a, a benevolent dictator who <laughs> who censors everything i i just wow that's made, just like you know yeah.
0: you're taking yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i haven't come to a conclusion on this because what we saw this year was just absolutely insane mm-hmm.
1: what, last year
0: last year now yeah i Can think this believe- question is yeah. also
1: connected with a uh, widespread of um, fake news as well so the question raised today is probably mm, is social media responsible or,
0: that's a good is, question, Is it suppressing actually.
1: fake news and where the rules on censorship lie?
0: That's actually been widely discussed as to if news has to be controlled, if there has to be some kind of censorship, who's going to be responsible for it? Is it every single social platform? Like, is Instagram responsible for, you know, what the users post?
2: It depends <sighs> what... Because it depends if you consider these platforms to be platforms or publishers. So, for mm-hmm. instance, Twitter um it, it advertises itself as being a platform but really it's almost like a publisher because it it censors some people's information mm-hmm. and not others and And if you're going to be a platform, then you should not be held responsible, in my opinion, for Mm -hmm. other people's information. But if you're a publisher, then maybe you should be held responsible.
1: Mm -hmm. And according to a study published in Science Magazine, news, and particularly fake news, uh, also reveal fast along social media channels. Fake news and false rumors reach more people, become embedded more deeply into social network sites, in particular Twitter, as you said it already. Yeah,
0: I feel like fake news and social media, they kind of go hand-in-hand together.
1: Yeah, they spread faster than accurate news, so probably in that way, some kind, uh, some portion of censorship sounds quite reasonable to Mm -hmm. me personally.
0: But it also sounds like something so difficult to actually implement. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. You know, in terms of... You know, organization and functionality, like and people. Who's going to do that? Maybe, maybe. Just hear me out. They should train the AI to do that. Can that? Is that possible?
2: Well, uh, maybe in fifty years when can people
0: back up? You know, people with uh, actual scientific knowledge back up me. But when Google
2: Translate can finally translate everything, then yeah, (laughs) that would be. So, so when the technology that gets there,
1: how can you be sure that it is not the AI that is spreading fake news?
0: <gasps> Ooh, that sounds yes. like a conspiracy theory. <laughs> sounds like
1: that, yes. and um, I sus- it's a good question. One, one of my theories is probably um, it is the AI who is to blame for creating coronavirus.
0: It's oh wow. Way, oh wow. We should regu- have had we should have had you using population. on our conspiracy theories <laughs> podcast. We definitely should have. But since we're talking about censorship, so right now we're discussing, you know, more of a possibility of implementing it. But let's look in the at an example where censorship thrives. That is China. So and I remember Natalie told us in the episode of um living and working in different countries how she was you know, struggling with getting in touch with the relatives and friends because of the censorship in China. So do you know anything about it? Like, what's the situation like in there?
2: Well, I believe you can't use, well, I can't remember what websites Natalie Probably mentioned. Google is banned there. They ha- they, I think they have Google, but it's a different kind of Google. And I think I, it's like
0: Google, some of the Google services are banned there. Yeah.
2: And I know the Google Maps are different in China. i watched this interesting documentary oh, really? whereby the, the maps are not, fully correct maybe it's to protect military oh, installations wow.
0: well but. i know that um so well they basically ban everything that deems you know potentially dangerous for the uh, political regime or the country you know itself and the you know whatever yeah,
1: political stability
0: exactly and i know that right now it's uh, wikipedia facebook twitter youtube um instagram some of the Google services they are fully blocked. Well, or tem- well, they say temporarily blacked out. But this temporary, temporary—I hate this word.
1: Forever. It may take forever.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's been like that for like such a long time that it's not temporary anymore. So,
1: but yeah. anyway, we can see the country is developing and the economy is growing. I'm, I'm sure they're doing quite well.
0: Well, the so country might be. What about the people? How are they, they happy? Are they satisfied with the way things are?
1: It could be probably their own choice. What do you think of that?
0: I Well, you know, I believe that if, they, if there's such a strict censorship, they aren't even allowed to complain about how they're not happy because then, you know, you complain about that, then you mysteriously disappear <laughs> and are never to be seen again. So I don't know. <laughs> I really do not know. But I'm... Um, so, yeah, I, I know that the government in there is particularly keen on blocking, you know, everything that could incite like social unrest. So basically, everything that make makes people think about the, you know, the regime, about the political situation there. everything that could potentially make them unrest is blocked. And that could be anything, basically, you know, just to me a question like, are you guys satisfied with everything? Like, uh-uh-uh. What's that what 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 are you implying? Are you implying that you're not satisfied with the with the ruler? Too bad. Too bad. So I honestly I do not want things to be like that. I would love to have some censorship, you know, on things that are potentially dangerous for health, let's say. Or some other things. But total censorship sounds.
2: So I, I was just thinking about Glasnost in um, the later years of the Soviet Union when, when um, news information became more readily available. Was to what extent was there censorship in the So? Would you know? To what extent was there censorship in the later years of the Soviet Union, or was it a
1: complete free for all? Both
0: Ben and I are looking at YouTube yeah. for this. Yeah, you,
1: you can't make uh, objective judgments. That the, inf- the information that is available, you may think it is the whole information and the only true, but uh, we don't know what is hidden from us. How can yeah. we understand that? It's not possible right really. yeah.
0: Have you read 1984?
1: Yeah, I did a long time ago. It's
2: a, yeah.
0: If you reread it now, you kind of see... It's scary, it. yeah. It's <laughs> scary because this yeah. is exactly what is happening right now. It's you like a combination. Speak. Yeah. A combination of 1984 and the brave new world that we live in.
1: Yeah.
0: And the animal farm. Damn it.
1: I have a memory of the 90s. It's one of my happiest ye- happiest years of my life, really. I was a student there <laughs> at that time. So, D- so did some karmas. So here, here in in I lived here, yeah, right, yeah. in Novosibirsk and did some karmas. I mean, at weekends, we traveled to different parts as the so called. Uh, Shuttle the sales managers, remember? Oh. The we, we were shuttles. Do you remember this thing, uh, word? We just—you uh, had to go somewhere and buy both things and brought him here and sell them at a high price. That's all.
0: Okay. I, I mean, I've heard about that, yeah. but uh,
1: yeah. I was one of them, and at the <laughs> same time, I was a student in the daytime department. Yeah, I remember how things were. They—they they were tough things. I mean like so-called oh, ma- mafia was in control here.
0: Oh, again, but be if careful. You were, but if
1: you were a student, um, it didn't concern you at all. That's another that interesting, interesting
0: to, facts about Eugene's past. <laughs> I would have
1: loved to have been here in the 90s. It would have been so
2: interesting. Are you sure about that? It seems so interesting. Oh, no problem with that, yeah.
0: All right. So why don't we actually talk about um, well, since we've mentioned censorship, so do you know anything about blocking Twitter now?
1: What here in Russia? Or? Here in
0: I think it's here in Russia.
1: Well, I mean it's only
0: here. Well, I mean because in China Twitter is already according, blocked.
1: According to the news, uh, our Russian news, uh, we warned them um, about not publishing the content that is against our rules. Uh, I mean against our laws. It's children's pornography and calls for suicide. What else? One more thing. I don't remember. Those things uh, that are prohibited here, they should not be published on Twitter. But Twitter, they do not respond to our claims at all.
0: Exactly. So Twitter is an international company. So, you know, and Russia can say like, oh, there shouldn't be any kind of propaganda on Twitter. And basically anything that, again, puts um, the government under question, you know, and they want to just ban it here but i don't think that that's ever going to happen they tried to ban uh telegram and how did that work ah uh it didn't so we'll see
2: But telegram's based here in russia yeah it's based in petersburg no the company is it
0: yeah i kind it's of thought Russian Russian it's it's an in- Nowadays, with Russian. new
1: technology, it's difficult to say where the companies, the servers are based everywhere in the world. It was invented in Petersburg, I believe. Yeah, yeah, one of our Russian guys is the founder of the company. Yeah,
0: we should check this out and read more on that. Yeah, I believe I lack, you know, yeah. knowledge to be talking Look, about
1: that. If, uh, the Chinese did that, so technically, I think it's possible to limit the access to some sources, things, some sites. I hope not. Well, we, I'm we I'm am I'm, I'm a child
0: it. of the internet I hope not so I mean why since we're talking about news why don't we talk about three news um that is widely discussed right now uh well at least here in Russia and I would like to talk about something that has made me feel so many emotions so have you heard about the um law on educational activity oh let me tell you about this yes, so, on March the 16th, which was, you know, not so long ago, the Russian state Duma adopted the third and final reading of the law, which they called the law of on um, educa- educational activity. So, it's kind of like amendsment to the education law. So, what does it say? So, it says that members of the academic community and those involved in, like, you know, popular education initiatives, they... um you know that they have opposing um what is it like like well opposing deep, views deep points, maybe yeah. like in different information so um they have so the government have adopted the uh, document that basically says that everything that is educational activity has to get the approval of the government so and that puts any and all dissemination of knowledge under state control why because this legislation does not contain any definition for what is knowledge, what is education, what the hell is educational activity, what is experience. And they say that, well, it's not only about like education as higher education or schools. It's anything that has any kind of, you know, teaching um, or, you know, giving you new experience, new facts, anything can fall under it. And that's not only higher education, it's not only schools, it's blogs, Language schools, anyone who gives lectures, you know, even a professor from a university who gives lectures online on YouTube on let's say astrophysics, can now be banned because it's not approved by the government. So, and you can um, you can imagine that that can have certain consequences. So, and um, what can that lead to? So, the government may check the educational activities for compliance with for, uh, with the laws. Or they will start issuing licenses for educational activity and some people, I'm sure, won't be given them. So what if it's, you know, right now we have so many blogs who uh, tell us about, let's say, physics, journalism. So my
2: question is, before this new act, was there no state-mandated education? What do you mean? So didn't the government... Well, the the Russian government has a... A syllabus
1: has
0: of higher education and schools. Yeah. Yes, but what about let's say us teachers?
1: Well, if you are working for a private school, any private school, uh, if uh, it hires employees, they should have a license from the government.
0: Doesn't? It, but change. they yeah, can. It, they, but they can check they individual. To. You know, like what exactly you're teaching. Well, and it's. But think about it. Like, okay, you work for a school. But what about all those, let's say I'm a teacher and I want to make YouTube videos teaching Russian, I may not get a license for it. It might be seen as some kind of information that is not approved. So and now, you know, what's the problem? The thing is that right now the scientific world is changing. So when people give lectures on astrophysics, on chemistry, so and I'm pretty sure that if the government is to approve, they're not going to rely on the latest scientific news. They might be very subjective in it and very biased. So, and people say that this is the beginning of the total censorship on education.
2: Well, it, it depends what, I mean, if I guess the Russian government doesn't want chaos in the country. I, I guess that's
1: probably the motive behind it, no? I see what you mean, but uh, uh, frankly, I don't share your pessimism about it. So these new rules may both lead to um, higher standards in education as well as to uh, censorship. You never know now, really. And I'm sure that the people who work in in the educational sphere are quite intelligent people. They won't...
2: i mean if you look at if you look at america all this chaos is happening and people think that i mean of course there are some racists in america but people think there's literally a white supremacy epidemic and it's just not the case in america and a lot of this comes down to professors at university talking about how how people of other races are still subject to to immense suffering and slavery and it's just not the case and Perhaps, maybe, I mean, I'm not a spokesman for the Russian government, but perhaps they just see this and don't want the same chaos. This is
1: just my speculation. Probably the good thing out of it, I see, is that the government um, is pretty sure that there are some changes that should be made, and probably they're trying to improve the system. And this is us who should participate in that and not to allow strict censorship in the future.
0: Not to allow strict censorship. And how are you going to change that?
1: Yeah, you through your work. Yeah, you have to participate, not go away from the whole system. But if either well, the censorship is
2: going to come from a government or it's going to come from a big private company like Twitter. So who is it going to be? <laughs> that's that's the well, yeah, because we pay starting our tax with money. June,
0: Starting with June the 1st, we'll see what that leads to.
2: Yeah, yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah. But
0: also, you know, since. um. They say that it also will lead to um more difficulties by bring of bringing professors from different countries to into the country, so who knows maybe you're gonna you know be deported from out here, you know you suspicious three citizenship guy. <laughs> <laughs> So no. they say that, yeah. So if now, like, it's difficult enough for schools to bring uh, foreign teachers and professors into the country. So it's going to get even more difficult because every single candidacy should go through the approval process first. Yeah. So, and where's the guarantee that this approval is going to be granted? So, yeah.
1: Let's live and see. If I were you, I wouldn't worry too much about that, really. We, we well, have, as a person who hopes always- to get the
0: hell out of here, of course
1: we have always found ways to deal with the most difficult situations in our country.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't like to go through these most difficult things myself, but okay. All right, so what about the next news and I'm I have been, you know, hesitant whether we should include this into the podcast or not. So which is why a little bit of a disclaimer. So we are Only sharing our opinion on what is happening. We are not, you know, throwing what we think at you and saying you should think the same way. No, it's just, you know, friendly conversation. So, but have you heard? And uh, if so, what do you think about the recent conversation between um, Vladimir Putin and Joe Biden?
2: Well, I've got to say that I think that's if you're going. I I, personally, I don't understand why NATO exists, (laughs) and this is a complete it's kind of like a side point but i just don't understand why there's so much antagonism against the russian federation i just do not understand it and quite frankly i think putin's in his right to challenge biden
0: so can you first of all tell about the situation to those who haven't seen the news who haven't heard about this so what is happening (laughs) what the hell are we talking as far as
1: i remember the journalist i don't remember his name asked asked uh, biden do you think Vladimir putin is a killer and Biden's response was, mm-hmm, I do.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's what happened. So, first, what do you think about that?
1: But what do I think about... He shouldn't have done that. He
0: shouldn't have done that? Ethics, I think political
1: so. ethics, that's all. You might well, you, so, so you, you may hate yeah. the, someone personally, or mm-hmm. but say it openly, especially when the United States is considered to be a, a benchmark of everything, of political, mm-hmm. cultural values and everything. If you call a president of a big con- It doesn't matter what size of the country it is, a big or small country, like you're a killer. You are not the judge to say that. Uh, this yeah. is what I think. It's yeah. unethical.
0: I, I totally agree with you, Eugene. I totally do. So, and what was the reaction of Vladimir Putin to that?
1: Well, I only saw the video clip with... Um, he offered uh, online meeting, and it's a funny thing that nowadays with new modern technologies, you can just openly I invite think it's a person.
0: Fantastic, <laughs> it's right? Yeah, yeah. So especially yeah, you know it's very when response because usually yeah. you know it would be well in the past it would be something like okay let's schedule a meeting you know one month ahead because everyone's busy but now he just said yeah so he challenged Biden to talk to him live on air and he said like on Thursday or on Friday uh,
1: and yes and let the whole. World see it right, and yeah, the, let's the the world let the world decide who is I, right. And exactly, who's
0: wrong. so let the world be yeah. the judge. That's, that's the
1: definition of democracy in action. And what I think yeah. is uh, by uh, um, providing this um, opinion about our president, like he's a killer, uh, Biden himself put put himself in a very awkward situation. Yeah, because absolutely. now if he refuses, the world. Refuses to meet face to face and online, the whole world might think that they are cowards. The United States are cowards. Right? Yeah, it's a but very But if they yeah, agree, he's it will be even, fer- even worse. Right it, it will be even worse for them. I'm not sure. He, so be yeah, able it's to stand
0: very stand. difficult. So, and I know that uh, Russia has called home an ambassador for talks, you know, to prevent the irreversible deterioration of ties and. Um, I know that all the consuls have been called back home from Washington DC so for safety reasons and they say that uh, well I think our consul's name is um, Anatoly Antonov I know that he's been called back from Washington DC to Moscow as they say the relationship between uh, well the relations with the US has reached a blind alley and um, in addition to that to what Joe Biden said he also said that on again on national not even national but like you know worldwide news that Vladimir Putin would pay the price for the alleged meddling with the yeah, with the it's, elections it's
2: dangerous to it's very it's dangerous. dangerous yeah and where's the evidence for that anyway i mean that's that's the whole so it's just fake, yeah, yeah it's just
0: topic, it's just yeah. accusations that are not based on any any data. Like, if you're going to throw accusations like that, be sure to back them up with some kind of... They
1: don't care at all.
0: It's their their, their
1: arrogance or their um, politicians, I'm afraid.
0: But who knows who's that... What that is going to lead to.
1: We may suffer. I mean, the citizens on... on Personally, I have never seen any issues and felt any issues with uh, colleagues working from abroad. But this is the political system, but Anyway, how is it possible?
0: I don't I'm know, sure. but I hope I hope that that's not going to, uh, you know, change the relationship between people. But well, let's say within three. Well, actually, that's the question. It's not about the news, but uh, when I talk to people about my experience in the U.S., I very often hear the question like, "How did the what was the attitude to you?" Like as a Russian, I said, "Look, I've been to 17 states, so I've been all over the country. That's a lot." And I've talked to hundreds of people, of course, and within three years, not a single person made any kind of negative remark about me being from Russia. Nobody, not a single time. So I know that sometimes the media wants us to think like, oh, you know, people from Russia don't like the Americans and vice versa. No, that's one of the examples of, you know, biased news, maybe, or fake news, because not a single time have I experienced any kind of negative reaction. Yeah. So, all right. And news uh, number three is uh, about culture. So no politics right now. No, um, nothing like that. So have you heard about Eurovision? And do you know any news about who's going to go to Eurovision from Russia?
1: Well, it's something beginning with an M. Yeah, Mania Manesia. Manesia. I you know, just remember the name right I haven't seen the song yet shame on me
0: Well the thing is that it's been really well a little bit controversial because there are some people who are really narrow minded I'm sorry yes I'm throwing words like that but so the thing is that uh Manisha um she is a Russian Tajik singer so and uh she well basically won the Russian ticket to the Eurovision with a song uh Russian woman and that's sparked you know, um, a lot of can comments. You, can, I would say. Okay. Oh, I didn't know about this.
1: Can you harm the dune? Dune, at least.
0: So, oh no, <laughs> I, I, I don't have a. Well, it's, it's something very unusual, and in general, Manisha has a very unusual style because she started, you know. It's a mix of things, of styles, of music and the motives. It's not, you know, solely Tajik motives or Russian motives or, you know, something like that. It's world motives.
1: But do, so you, she, do you think uh, she's right to represent our country with that uh, stuff?
0: I think, I think she is. Good. And, well, first of all, there have been a lot of comments like, which are, in my humble opinion, dumb, because people say, how can a girl who's not Russian to, you know, present Russia and, People opposing this say, but that's the point. Russia has over 100 different nationalities. So it's, you know, great that we are sending a girl who's from Tajikistan, you know, to represent Russia. Well, she has, you know, Russian Tajik origins. The style that she has is fantastic. The songs that she has, you know, they're not just songs about, I do not know, like, no, you know, like people would expect something to be about love. No. So for example, the Russian woman song, it's kind of a manifesto to uh, feminism maybe. And she's an activist herself and she sings about how a lot of families in Russia are broken, for example. So, and it's not just a song. And through through her um, art, she expresses her thoughts on problems that we have in Russia, for example. And, doing, and she's doing so with... Very unusual modus, very unusual music, and very unusual style. So
1: I'm completely intrigued. Oh, you should far, listen to, yeah, to, I to, to her t- songs. Tonight, I'll definitely yes, she has songs
0: um, that are named like Russian Woman. She has one that is named Africa. It has, you know, a little bit of like world motive. So not, I just, I don't know. You just have to listen to her. And this is one of the singers that I advise my students to listen to, to know what, you know, um, to see it, an example of contemporary Russian musician. so
2: Because yep. in, in the UK, no one watches Eurovision, but it's really popular in Europe itself.
0: But UK takes part in it, though. They do,
2: but no one knows anything about it, <laughs> which is the funny thing. <laughs> it's really popular in particularly Eastern Europe and in
1: maybe some other parts of Europe, but in the mm-hmm. UK, it's just another day. <laughs> it's a kind of Olympics. Yeah. In, uh, kind of Olympics, I mean, on there?
0: Yeah, it's like European singing Olympics. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, telling my American students about that because they have never heard about that. I'm like, oh, that's... Yeah, a lot of people watch it from the beginning till the end, even
2: though it's like a lot of hours. It's a pretty big thing here. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I remember last year, it was supposed to be another band, which is called Little Big, but the pandemic hit, so it never took place. All right. Any other um, news that you can think of that are widely spoken? Okay. Well, let's call it a day then. So um, what do you think will be the main idea that that you are going to take away from this episode? So what are you going to remember this episode by?
2: What, what would I say? Uh, well, I, what I would say is that just keep your life simple. Don't get, don't get washed take, away. Take in the, things easy. Right? Yeah, take things easy. Don't, yeah, don't of, drown in the swamp of news
1: because right. it's going it's to make you anxious. It's and gonna, be yourself and have an um, objective mindset. So when you are getting the information from the news, you are your own judge. To understand which news is false, which is fake. And today I think we helped our listeners mm-hmm. <laughs> to figure it out how to find the best ways.
0: Amen to that. Yes. All right, so that was the Big Apple School podcast and today we discussed news. So, thank you for listening dear listeners and remember if you struggle to understand our conversation, you're always welcome to our website which is bigappleschool.com/podcast where you can find full scripts of each episode so you can listen and read and that's just fantastic. Also, if you want to get more content which will help you learn English, you can follow us on social media such as Instagram facebook vk youtube telegram we make sure that we both don't post any kind of fake news so we always (laughs) fact check so and if you have any kind of comments on what we've talked about today if you want to share your opinion please do that in the comment section we're always happy to talk to you so that was katya and my guests for today were
1: eugene thanks for having me and benjamin
0: stay tuned and we'll see you around